Bogus listeners, thanks for tuning in to the season finale episode of the Forever Bogus Podcast. And it's me, your bogus host that knows the most, Bryce Shoemaker, a.k.a. B-Boy Bogus Bryce, staring at the beautiful face of your favorite rapper from the middle school lunch table, Jado. Wow, thank you very much. And I feel like that title is earned. So thank you. You've earned it during this entire season. Right, the season has been a full year. I've been podcasting with you since about 2017, I think, and we always take a small hiatus in the beginning of the summer months, Um, but we've lapped it. We've got a full year. Uh, Which is crazy. I think that's the longest running season, I think, for the Bogus cast. Exactly, exactly. So uh, before we take that break, let's go out the way we started. You know, we started this season talking about comebacks. We made our comeback talking about comebacks, like Kim Kardashian. Remember? Uh, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Remember? <laughs> Should we do a flashback? A flashback to the first episode? Here we go. <laughs> what was that joke? Uh, they were talking about comebacks. They said, oh, you know, comebacks, like in a football game, uh, when it's a low score, and then they, they, they work it all the way to the end, and they come back, and then they go, well, what about um, Kim Kardashian? And they go, well, she didn't really have a comeback. No, didn't she have come on her back? Uh, <laughs> Jay Don's got the jokes. Regular <laughs> old box sagging. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at me over here. I better not fall down. Whoops. <laughs> okay, now we're back from the flashback. Um, yeah, so we talked about comebacks when we came back. So let's talk about finales on our finale. Wow, that's that's a terrific idea. The first one that came to mind when we started talking about this topic was the Avengers of Pete and Pete and their yeah. their series finale and how uh, minute and weird it felt. Do, do you know what I mean? Did you find it to be like I I found that like uh, do you remember the episode where his his uh, lizard dies? Uh huh. That is like anytime I have a friend whose pet dies, I tell them like watch that episode. Like, yes, it, it really so. It's so poignant and it's so meaningful and it's so sweet and you would hope that the finale, saying goodbye, would feel the same way. So, I mean, I don't really remember this finale too much. So, from what I understand, the creators didn't know that this was going to be the last episode ever created and aired for The Adventures of Pete and Pete. So, this was just pretty much just a regular episode. It almost feels like a filler because it's just like another ordinary Saturday uh, in Wellsville, or it seems to be, Big Pete needs needs a haircut. I don't know if you remember that, and he gets like his oh, hair is butchered. That's why it's coming. I, that's why I didn't remember because it does not feel like a finale at all. Yes, it does not. I think that's the point I'm getting to. I, it kind of like I don't know. A, a finale could be really sad, but what's more sad, the the finale that knows it's ending and it makes itself intentionally poignant and sad, or the finale that doesn't know it's ending and it it just seems like it's going to continue, like the rug got pulled out from under them, you know. That is a terrific question, and I'm not for sure. I'm kind of on the fence with it. So the show is just about growing up, and sort of like regardless of what happens to you or your family or friends, like on a day-to-day basis, life just goes on. So that's 
season finale feels right. But the series as a whole is such an iconic thing in my life. And it kind of represents my childhood in some sort of weird way. So I guess me myself was wanting more out of this finale because like Artie is already gone. So he's not in it. Little Pete, I think, is only in it for a moment. The parents are not even written into the episode at all. It just it almost feels like a filler episode. It's very strange. Mm. Uh, I yeah, I think like in in this circumstances is obviously one of those ones where they thought the show was going to continue. Look, they even thought Snow Day was going to be a Pete and Pete movie. That's right. You yeah. Know? So um, they probably didn't think too much about ending it uh, this way because this is a very I, I use the word already a few times, but mind minding, I'm going to do it again. It's okay. A nice word, ten dollar word, poignant. It's a very poignant show. Mm, the, yes. It's 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 emotional. It has it has high peaks. You know, An episode about that's some that's some heavy shit about Pete Pete's lizard dying. They they mm-hmm. they're not afraid to talk about heavy emotional stuff on this, and you would think that they would want to go out um, in something very definitive, but it it sort of fizzles out. And 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 there's I looked up a lot of shows. And I, I didn't even think to bring them up because they ended the same way. They didn't know they were going to end, yeah. and it's kind of, you know, a fizzle. It was, it was the same way with Erie and Deanna. Like, they thought that they were coming to an end, and but they ended up airing the broken record, which is not a great ending. Like, they should have ended on Reality Takes a Holiday. And I would have loved if The Adventures of Pete and Pete ended on, like, the Lizard episode because it's dealing with grief. It's dealing with an ending. Like, yeah. that would be amazing to end on that sort of point. It should it should end in something like that, and, and I, I, man, I feel like I could write great endings to any of these shows. Erie, Indiana <laughs> should have the whole town should have got sucked up into a tornado, and then like or a vortex or, or a, a yeah, black like hole sort of or something. Donnie yes. Darko kind of ending, exactly. And then it's like the town never existed. I think that'd be a great solid ass ending. Pete and Pete, I don't know how you end it. Maybe mm. you know it's a hard anyway, one. It, it's it's tough, but it's not as tough for me as. A show that knows it's going to end and has a proper ending like David the Gnome. Do you remember the show David the Gnome at all? <laughs> I watched it on Nick Jr. a lot back in right. the day. But I don't remember how it ends. Oh, man. Well, then you're in for a treat if you okay. genuinely don't remember how it ends. I Unless don't. you're just cavefabing me to I'm make it sound <laughs> No cavefabe here. Okay, yeah. This is, this is like one of the most infamous finales of any show ever, let alone a kid show. This might be the most infamous kid show finale. So the episode is called The Mountains of Beyond, and this is okay. Season 2, Episode 13, initially premiered in June 27th, 1988. So technically the show, when it was in its tenure, was like a little bit before our time, but like you said, it they had reruns on Nick Jr. and stuff. Yes. Um, David the Gnome, what's it about for people that haven't seen it? Uh, it's about a gnome and his magic friends, and it's it's actually pretty <laughs> grounded, and uh, he rides a fox named Casper around, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's cool, it's sweet, it's a nice little Saturday morning cartoon show. The ending of the show, however, I can't believe you never heard of this. I, I, I'm so stoked I started with this then. So apparently, in, in gnome lore, they can only live to be 400 years old. Only 400? Only 400. Okay. So when they hit 400, they don't, they, they, they wake up on their 400th birthday and they go, all right, today's my day. And they hop on their foxes and they ride up to the mountains and they go, they say goodbye. Very sad. Very sad. Say goodbye to their foxes that got them up there. Say goodbye to Casper. He's crying, the little fox. Mm. And they walk up into the mountains and they stand there and they dissolve and they die. 
Well, I'm glad it wasn't like the midsummer thing where oh, they jump yeah, off yeah, the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, good. No, good. no, they just go to the mountaintops. They dissolve and they and they become a tree. Okay, that's that's not sad at all. That's fantastic. Four hundred <sighs> solid years as a gnome, and then you turn yeah. into a tree that to continue to help people. That's fantastic. I guess so. I mean, you 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 gotta watch it though. Maybe I'm not. It's sad, man. It's hard to watch. He okay. fucking dies. They die, both of them. Him and his wife in front of you as a little ass kid. They die. It's much. It's like watching Optimus Prime die in the movie. You know, it's like we. <laughs> it's fucked up. And uh, you know, so he dies, and Casper, his fox, is crying and 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 walks away, and he's alone. But then he finds a new family of gnomes that he lives with. Um, so it is kind of a happy ending. It all sounds very happy. It is very much like a life goes on. It is, uh, I guess you call that bittersweet. Yes. It is tragically sad, but also a beautiful lesson of life goes on and, and life can be uh, kind of beautiful sometimes. Do you remember the beautiful lesson learned on the two-parter finale of Roseanne? Fuck, uh, you're going to have to refresh me on this one, dude. <sighs> okay. What so- year is this? Do you know offhand? Um, I think it's 97, but okay. I could be wrong. I could yeah. be wrong because I'd never watched this in syndication. Like I'd end up watching this yeah. on Pluto, I think, or something. I've and never seen the finale of the show because of that reason. Like it, it only, you know, I, they just throw episodes on sporadically. You never know. There's no exactly. order to them how they came up in the nineties. And especially by 97, man, on, on evenings, I was trying to be at the roller rink snorting fucking pixie sticks. <laughs> Trying to hit on chicks. Trying to hit on other girls. So. Hey, uh, my name's Jay Dong. You want to hear me? You want to hear me throw down? I wasn't J Dog yet. I okay. w- what was my name then? Uh, my rap name was uh, Alien. Okay. Yeah. At least you were still rapping. You were you were building up to J Dog. Yeah, man. I, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rap one day in the show. I've really, I've really worked towards it. For a long time. Uh, but yeah, how did this shit end? So Amy, my wife, had to remind me of how this ends because she was like, Dan dies, right? I'm like, wait, what? Oh, like, I remember. Yeah, Dan dies. Jim fucking Varney is involved in the finale. Oh, Honest. what? Yes. Now I remember. Oh, well, shit. I didn't know that. He, yes. He's involved in the in the whole final season. Okay. Remember, he he's the billionaire that comes in. and, and Oh, and yeah. Aunt, okay. Aunt, uh, is that Aunt Jackie is her name? I, I thought you meant like. He was involved with Dan's death. Sorry. Oh, oh, I was, oh I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan, what, yes, he is involved in Dan's death. Dan, uh, he first gets AOL. And yeah. he's like, he's like, oh, I got Internet Explorer. I'm going to look up facts on Freddie Mercury. And then he finds out that Jim Varney <laughs> and Freddie Mercury fucked in real life. And he has a heart attack and dies. And oh, that's how, I that's see how now. No, no, no. You're gonna, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're going to have to tell me for real. So it turns out that Roseanne is actually a writer and has written pretty much everything that happened in most of the, the series. So all of it was mostly fictional. Uh, Dan had an affair it turns out that uh, Dan died from a heart attack and Roseanne could not bear the loneliness. So she wrote that Dan had an affair and like separ- got separated from Roseanne and left her. That's a sad ending. But what really happened is that Dan dies. So, yes, and that was like the end of the the series. And I remember it being a big deal. It was, it was like on the news and stuff. It was a pretty big deal. Have you watched the Connors, the spinoff? Uh, I watched it when it when it first. Well, I watched it when it came back as Roseanne. Yes, and then and then she left the show. Well, she they, died. 
She, well, oh, she died. Did she die in the, yeah, the she, show? Yeah, she. Yeah, she. She overdosed. Oh my god, they fucking killed her. They fucking what? killed her, dude. It's crazy. I understand that she said some foul shit, but they killed her. They killed her off. <laughs> it's, it's an overdose. She oh was on prescription god. pills and t- Is took a, too many of them. NBC or ABC? I don't fucking care. Uh, <laughs> these, these guys are. This is fucked up. They killed Roseanne. But what I'm trying to say is that it's fucked up that they killed Dan. Well, I, that's the thing. I don't understand this ending because I, when you first brought it up, I didn't remember it. Once you started talking, go, oh yeah, I, I did remember that. I, I never got my hands around the fact that okay, so she was a writer. So the whole so, show we, as we saw it, was her writing it. Yes. So are we meant to believe that? This is her recounting her life and some of this stuff actually happened or is she just writing entirely uh, fictitious shit about So I, th- I I can't fully remember. I need to go back and watch the two-parter episode just to as a refresher, but um, I think majority of it was fictional. Like she just written majority of what we saw Man. in the series. I got to tell you um, that feels kind of bad. It does. It doesn't really feel Good to the to your viewers. I've been watching you. That's so that that feels like film school. You know, first year, like it was all a dream. That's how the <laughs> yes, movie ends. Exactly. And then Fuck she you, woke dude. up. Whatever. Fuck you. Damn. I well, you know what? They killed her off on the Connors, and I would you say she overdosed? I guess on the show she overdosed. Wow. I. I <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> I, I, I kind of wish that it was more of a cartoonish death. Like she got hit by Me like too. a lot of cars or something. Or a piano fell as they were trying to move into a new house <laughs> or something. Something stupid. And then, you know what? Because then that gives the option, and I guess the option's still open. When we, as a society, decide like to forgive Roseanne, which will happen ine- inevitably. She said foul shit, but I guarantee she'll be back someday. Yes. The spinoff show is Roseanne, and she is a receptionist in hell. Come on, <laughs> give me the money, folks. I got all the ideas. I have so many questions for you, yes. but, well, but anyway. I have no answers, but I have this for you. Very big uh, finale there, Roseanne. You're right. It was in the news. Uh, think about that. When they used to write about finales in the newspaper, it would be like on the, the main page, uh, mm-hmm. you know, head, the front headline. Well, let's talk briefly about the most watched U.S. TV finales per viewership in in the history of U- U.S. television, United States television. Okay. That doesn't count for you, Doctor Who's out there in the U.K. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, here in the U.S., the number one uh, r- highly rated as in terms of viewership uh, finale is – number one is MASH. Oh, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no um, affinity for, but I understand that. It's one of the biggest TV shows of all times, followed by Cheers. Yeah, that was uh, a pretty big which, deal. Which was a big deal, and uh, I've been to the bar. Yeah, we love that show. That's a nice one. Number three is The Fugitive. Never got into The Fugitive. Yeah, I know nothing about that. And number four, I remember this in my lifetime. I remember how big of a deal this was. I remember them playing this finale on the t- the huge screens in Times Square, New York. Mm. That I'm talking about Seinfeld, the finale. Yes. yes. I like this finale, by the way. Yeah, it, you know what? It's 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 great. It, it doesn't end the way I would have written it, but no. I, I would have written it worse. So it was good on them to stick, because this is the finale, man. This is May 4th, 1998. It's hard to believe, you know, because 
we're almost in like Independence Day territory there. You know what I mean? We're in the yes. end of the 90s. We're going into the early 2000s. And yep. I Internet see, is in almost in every single household. People yeah, have people, been, are, people are finally figuring out how to spank their meat to things that they want. There's so much Seinfeld fandom out there at this point, too. Yeah. People are just <laughs> chatting and talking. But and, for real, I, I think of Seinfeld as like an early 90s thing, quintessentially. And thinking of it running till 98 kind of blows my mind a little bit. But yeah. we had... 76 million TVs on to see the ending of Seinfeld. Wow. And I, th- I, I think part of it was the hype. You know, this is early internet. This is like, wow, this show has been on forever. Everybody likes Seinfeld. Even if you don't actively watch Seinfeld, it is a brilliant show. And everybody, if anybody says they don't love Seinfeld, it's kind of like people who don't like dogs. Like, be, <laughs> be, be curious about them. Be careful. Uh, they might steal something from you. But this is a great show. It's actually brilliant because famously, um, the, so, the whole show of Seinfeld is a show about nothing, right? So what happens in the finale? Um, they witness a crime and they do nothing, just like what the whole show is about. They decide to not do anything. <laughs> the whole show is about doing nothing. And unfortunately, this time, it gets them put into jail for criminal indifference and sentenced to a year in prison. And that's how the fucking show ends. Yes. Jerry and George are leaving in the beginning of the episode. They're going to California to start their TV pilot. They're working on a show in California. They're saying goodbye to Elaine, saying goodbye to Kramer. They witness a, 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 a gunpoint mugging. They do nothing. They actually record it. Kramer takes out a camera. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> They go to jail for that. And that's how the show ends. They're in jail. I like it when they're in court, though. And like all the people that they fucked over or have been mean to yes. or whatever shows up. Yes. It almost feels like it's purgatory because all yeah. their past is finally catching up to them. I love this so That's much. a great way to put it. Uh, it does feel like purgatory. And it does feel like a really good book end to the show. We get all these familiar faces to people that they've wronged or they yes. have to sort of speak out against their character. It, it, it's It's just beautiful. I probably would have written something uh, if I was at the helm, like a little more uh, maybe about Jerry and Elaine finally falling in love or something like that. But that, (laughs) that's that's wrong of me. That's me trying to force emotions. We are talking about a show, one of the most popular shows of all times, 76 million viewers for its finale, and they just stuck to their guns. They said, this is a comedy show about nothing. It's going to end about nothing. And it it felt beautiful. It felt just, just right. I have this theory that it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's just Seinfeld for a smarter crowd. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> or I wouldn't say crowd. smarter. I, I, would, I, would, I would say I maybe, maybe like modern crowd, you know, because comedy's gotten edgier and, and stuff like that because uh, nobody's smarter than Jerry. He's great. But they're all assholes. That's the thing. Yes, yeah, so they're, they're just all assholes. assholes. And, yeah, yeah. So relatable, though, too. I mean, we think about – Going going on a date with somebody and and everything's going smooth and then you notice they have she has very manly hands mm. and then you just you just get <laughs> fixated on that. The whole show is about getting fixated on small details. The guys being mean at the soup counter, the woman hands. We're talking bad breath, like all this great yes. shit. Eating during sex, like little little. <laughs> I think it's I think it's ripe for um, Seinfeld nostalgia right now. You know, yeah. I think that uh, if you're not a fan of the show. Uh, it's probably because you haven't watched enough of it, and right now is a great time to do it. It's it's it it just looks like the early '90s. You see acid acid wash jeans and Jerry's mm-hmm. apartment. Wonderful. It's fantastic. Do you remember the dinosaurs finale episode? Do they fuck? Did like the ice age happen or the meteor came? Yes. Yeah. yeah which one was it? Was the ice age or the meteor? So it was the ice age, but Earl, the the father, 
yeah accidentally causes it uh <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing yeah so, so so they knew they were ending so they knew that they were coming to an end because there was not greenlit for another season and they realized it was just way too expensive to just continue doing the episodes Mm. So Dinosaurs, which was a family-centric sitcom set in the prehistoric times, dealing with the ups and downs of everyday life, being a dinosaur. I really think that the show is more of like a social commentary of the time. And it actually, surprisingly, which is probably actually not a good thing, is that it still holds up. Oh, yeah. Like episode one is him getting laid off, you know. Yes. It's, 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 uh, it, is, it is still very relevant, unfortunately. Yeah. But the season finale, Changing Nature ended everything and everyone pretty much for the show. So <laughs> Earl, the father uh, inadvertently causes the extinction of all dinosaurs because he caused a chemical spill that killed all the plants and in, in all the world. And so in an effort to bring the plants back to life, he tries to block the sun, but before you knew it, everything started freezing over. And like, it's, it's kind of an eerie episode because it ends almost kind of like when you watch, those old films that kids would watch in schools about the cold war and like trying to prepare themselves. Oh, like scare stuff. films. Yes. It felt a lot like that. It was just yeah. very uneasy. And then at the end is just kind of, kind of blows your mind. It's just like, wow. Well, did you, you, did you, you were a big fan of dinosaurs, right? I was a huge fan of dinosaurs. I loved it. My family loved it too. So it was something that we always watched together. And I remember watching the season finale with them and then I was I was confused. I was like, "This is it. This is the end." Because I didn't know that it was the last episode. That's sad, you know. Yeah. And, and being that kid, being a kid at that time, you really don't pay attention to those things or understand it, those things. So yeah. it just blew my mind. This Jim Henson show about a dinosaur family that looks like the Roseanne family uh, <laughs> yes. intentionally. Uh, they for some reason, you know, who do they get for the last episode? They're like, let's get David Lynch to write the last episode. You know, <laughs> I want them to die. Shit. That would be awesome. The dinosaurs die in the end. Yes. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I want to see the ice age happen. <laughs> but David, can you explain that? No, I don't explain no. it. They die. I want it to be dark. I want it to be black and white. What? Well, what does it mean, David? I don't know what it means. Just let it wash over you. Today is June 8th. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> it's sunny out. Oh, God. Yeah. You know, I, I saw there was a kid online who, who was uh, somebody's mom uh, walked in and this kid was watching uh, David Lynch's weather report, and which is something <laughs> he does for some reason. Every single day, he just does an awkward direct to the camera weather report about the weather in Los Angeles. And uh, this lady, she tweeted that she walked through her living room and he was watching it, her son, and then goes, oh, this is, what are you watching David Lynch for? And then he's like, oh, this is the weather guy. And he goes, no, this is a filmmaker. He, This kid had no oh, idea had that no he made ideas. films. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, just thought he was a weird old guy he's that did the weather. become a meme. That's, I know, I know. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, on to something a little less painful. <laughs> I, I want to talk briefly about, uh, well, I guess this is all pain. I don't know why I might used my segue onto something a little less painful. Everything I have here is actually pretty painful. Um, Damn. Do you remember this, the ending to Xena? I do not. Yeah. So Xena is one of those things that I actually, uh, I have a lot of nostalgia for. I've, I've spoken on the show about, you know what it was, man? I finally figured it out. I've been talking about this last season, this whole last season, about my affinity for over-the-air television and not having cable. And uh -huh. I was confused because I was like, why do I 
I distinctly did not have cable. I remember watching Star Trek and shit because I had to. I'm like, why do I know old Nickelodeon shit too? I end of the season, I re- I figured it out. What we was eventually that? we got cable in my living room. We didn't have it in my bedroom. I was in my bedroom most of the oh, time. Oh, yeah. I see. So, okay. So I, I had access to the Nickelodeon shit, but I just chose to not watch <laughs> it because all my action figures were in my room. It yeah. finally comes out. Yeah, because I was like, we were talking about some episodes, and I was like, damn, like I remember that, but I didn't have cable then. Why do I remember that? Oh, because I was rather hiding in my room playing with my action figures. That's the, you know, <laughs> and that TV didn't have cable. But anyway, I, I for that reason, I liked Xena and and all those kind of uh, episodic shows. And this actually ended in 2001, so I, I I would already checked out by then. I was moving on to Limp Bizkit and bigger and better things. Jinko jeans, girls. Jinko jeans, hanging out in the mall, black rubber band bracelets, mm-hmm. uh, Axe body spray, that kind of thing. This is actually a really controversial ending. People were really upset about this. And I kind of thought, weirdly enough, because I've never looked into it, I thought that I was one of the only people that had nostalgia for Xena or any affinity for Xena. Um, it's not it's not true. There, Xena it has a, like real uh, passionate sweaty fan base <laughs> that like go you know go to these comic cons that lucy lawless used to do and they just like drool yeah would drool at her and they would no, they would yell at her about the oh finale and shit like that and even to the end oh, i mean this really is, i mean if you if you google xena finale you know the first thing that comes up is not the imdb page for it it is articles about like reddit just yeah huge no, well, and, and also articles and publications writing about why it was controversial but Essentially, uh, this episode is called A Friend and Me. This is uh, 2001. And what winds up happening is that she winds up sacrificing herself to defeat this character named Lord Yodashi. The end of the, end of the show kind of became like very samurai heavy and stuff and Japanese culture huh. heavy. Okay. Um, whereas previous to that, it was all Lord of the Rings kind of that middle ages bullshit and then yes which i like i don't know why i called it bullshit but uh <laughs> yeah the end was like kind of heavy on samurai shit and she sacrifices herself to save forty thousand people and that actually to defeat you know lord yodashi as it is and that actually is very telling for xena she often did sacrifice herself or put herself in the situation to be sacrificed to save people and what a good way to end. If she's got to die and the show's got to end, she saves 40,000 people. So why was it so controversial then? Because they introduced Lord Yudashi in that episode, you know? Oh. So, yeah. So they, the episode that she dies. Yeah, it's it's the, it's it's the first time we heard of that guy. So it, it almost would be – you wouldn't have the complaint if it was somebody that we had known from the beginning of the show or maybe it was somebody that – you know, like Zeus or so. I don't know, like anything. Uh-huh. Just the, the fact that it was just kind of this new character that nobody really knew and had any affinity for was who killed her and ended the show. So did um, the creators or the writers know that they were coming to an end or was it a bit of a surprise? No, they knew they were coming to an end. And, Damn. I, and that's why they wrote it that way. They wanted to have a definitive ending where she sacrificed herself to save these, okay. save these 40,000 souls. But they just... It's just bad writing, I guess. I, I, you yeah. know, like they didn't consider like people would be upset that a character that they didn't know came in and, and finished her off. Shit. Are they yeah. just thinking of Easter? And they're like, well, it is Easter Sunday. Yeah. She could. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, the, the, the Jesus thing, the sacrifice thing, that that's a big trope in television and film. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's got to be handled delicately. People have been watching this this lady for years, you know, and they've become really connected to her and her friends and her adventures to see it end at the hands of somebody that we don't really know. You know, in the lore, that's where she died. You know, that's how they, they wrote it. So rest in peace, Zena, and, you know, forever a badass, man. She rocks. Yeah. Again, 
call back to our first episode, Full Circle Man. Uh, we talked about comebacks in our comeback episode to the season. Uh-huh. And now that we're talking about finales, I'm going to talk about the finale of a show whose comeback I talked about. Let me guess. Can I guess? Yes. MS3TK1000? Did you mess it up on purpose? <laughs> yes, I did. I okay. did. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> but, but, I've been talking about this long enough that you should know what it's called. Yes, this is Mystery Science Theater 3000, my friend. This ended a few times. This ended on its public access run. Um, this ended on its run on the Comedy Channel, now known as Comedy Central. And then it came back. On Netflix. They came back on Netflix. And actually kind of ended somewhere in the middle in that Comedy Central uh, run and and had a, a separate comeback. So it's kind of two lifelines in that Comedy Central run. So which season finale are you talking about? There? I want to talk about when Joel left the show. Okay. Because that, that's, that's kind of – that's not where it ended. I mean there's a lot of great Mike episodes. In fact, Mike has – Really, the better movies, but I'm a I'm a Joel guy personally, so you know this ending is 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 uh, a standout to me. But much like the Seinfeld episode, I like that they stick to their guns. Um, they could have made this kind of sad and and him crying and leaving the bots and hugging everybody, but it's very tongue in cheek. And Joel doesn't his character doesn't give a shit that he's leaving, and <laughs> the bots don't really care that much either. Uh, you know that okay, kind of thing. Bye. So, so they stuck to their guns. This this um, was season six, episode 12. This was airing on the Comedy Channel at the time. Uh, and the movie they featured was Mitchell, 1975. Classic. The air date for this episode was October 23rd, 1993, right in that Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Feeling spooky. But yeah. uh, this, is not, this, is, uh, this is not a spooky episode. This is actually uh, Joel's final episode as the host. And uh, – the trio sit through a dreary Joe Don Baker movie. You know, Joe Don Baker, he's a, a classic bad movie guy. Um, <laughs> and they find out that the satellite is about to undergo some circumstances where Joel will no longer be able to survive if he stays on the satellite. Okay. Um, so, like, no so, humans allowed or just uh, specifically oxygen Joel? and all kinds of – no, it's just, like, the bots will survive, but the lack of I oxygen see. is about to destroy Joel. Okay. So – uh, they're distracted by Mitchell, which is just happens to be, you know, one of the most wonderful movies that they've watched on MST. And uh, uh, the third bot that people often forget about, Gypsy, uh, she's the only one who's actually worried about getting Joel out of there. So as they're watching the film, she's running around in the background trying to figure out an escape pod, uh, which she eventually does and and send Joel's on his on his way. And uh, Joel leaves a little plaque behind that was going to, you would assume, have some sort of nice inscription on it. And it's very uh-huh. much sort of like a fuck you kind of thing. <laughs> you know, it's a tongue in cheek. And, Perfect. Perfect. And they have this great practical effect thing as he's starting to cut out on the intercom in his escape pod. He's saying, all right, goodbye, guys. This thing's about to cut out. I'm starting to get out of range. You know, they're throwing shredded paper to make it look like TV static. Oh. You know, all this stuff. <laughs> it, it, it's just wonderful. And uh, a little a little backup here on this episode. Uh, Joe Don Baker, uh, who plays Mitchell, he was apparently really pissed off about the way they talked about the movie. And he was even quoted saying that he would kick their asses if he met them in real life, referring to the writers of mystery science theater 3000. So in later, in later seasons, when, when Mike was the host, they did another Joe Don Baker film called final justice. And they intentionally just destroyed Joe Don Baker throughout the course of this film, you know, as, as I haven't as, seen that one yet. Yeah. I, actually, Final Justice, it, it is on Pluto, 
They're okay. not, not Pluto. Tubi. It's on Pluto as well. It's on all those free apps. Yes. It's very accessible. I've been talking about MST3K on the show every opportunity I get. And I, I know you are sort of where I was, which is like, you think it's okay, but you're not like a hardcore fan or anything or never really not captured fully you. invested. Yes. Um, that's where I was for a very long time. And so I would say for anybody out there who's like sick of hearing me talk about it, give it another shot because I watched it as a kid and I watched it as a young adult. And I was like, ah, I would rather watch these movies on my own. But now it just it just hooked me in, man. At the beginning of this pandemic, like a lot of people had moments where they were like panicking. Ah, what if it never goes back to normal? What if blah, blah, blah? We'll be stuck inside. I never got that. I never got stir crazy. I have Mystery Science Theater 3000 entirely to thank for that. It is a wonderful show. The episode that captured me is the final Justice episode, the Joe Don okay. Baker one. It's the one where I was like, yeah, I'm invested here. Joe Don Baker in Final Justice, he plays a Texas detective who is overseas, uh, you know, following this murder case or whatever. But like, it's not supposed to be funny, I don't think, but they worked it into the script that like, he's this big fat guy and he always has heartburn. And yes, then, yeah, constantly. So, yeah. And like, so he's in, he goes to the bar. He's like, you guys got any Maylocks? Yeah. Like, what? Uh, give me some milk. Yeah. So he's drinking milk the whole time. And yes. there's one, ch- there's one scene where he's chugging milk to like dull the effects of his heartburn. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, one of the one of the bots, I think Tom Servo says, uh, his arteries are just looking at each other, shrugging right now, <laughs> and and that's that's the moment that I was like, I love this show, this is great. So that's check awesome. out Mystery Science Theater two thousand. I I'm to all you who are not fans, I'm sorry for this season that and this last year that I've you know rubbed the show in your face so much, but it's worth checking out, and it's also a wonderful finale. Yeah. So let's talk about another wonderful finale here, and that's is my last one I want to talk about for this episode. This is the season finale of Ed, Ed, and Nettie. Well, the initial series finale called Take This Ed and Shove It. Did they know the show was ending? Yes. And they oh, were very wow. bitter about it. They oh, were very pissed shit. off about it. Yeah. So they were. I think they were trying to find a way to just mess with everybody or just do whatever they wanted to do. So this episode is just your typical episode of Ed, Ed, and Nettie. They're trying to get jawbreakers. But Ed gets hit in the head and blacks out. Soon after, he wakes up as a, an older version of himself. He's like an elderly version of himself. He's like surrounded by the other Eds, and they're all old too. And uh, one of the Eds like explains that he fell asleep, telling him one of his other stories about their youth. So essentially, what they're saying is that this whole series is just Ed reminiscing about their past that could be fabricated. Damn, dude. Which is crazy. Pretty close to the Roseanne finale. It, it kind of is. It's just like, surprise, and it's all fake. Uh, or kind of like the um, Bob Newhart season finale where he just wakes up yeah. in the bed next to his wife. He's like, what just what just happened? Is this crazy dream. Yeah. So it, it kind of feels that way. And it's kind of, a, I feel like, a punch in the gut by the creators to all their but fans But they were pissed off, so they did that on purpose. Yes, but they ended up coming back for two more seasons, but it wasn't ah. until like... It wasn't until like three or four years after yeah, yeah. the initial season You know uh, what finale. sucks about uh, these these gut punching not gut punching uh these fuck you kind of finales yeah it, when when they're when someone is mad at the the network for canceling them so they write a fuck you ending it's doesn't it's not a fuck you to the station it's 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 a fuck you to the fans exactly and i know? don't like that no and i, I kind of felt the same way about the sopranos season finale it was just kind of like it, it's a big fuck you they should have just ended on a fuck you just typed on the screen 
I don't I don't think that he intended for that to be a fuck you uh no. when he wrote that and, and and I don't think everybody took it that way. Personally, I am okay with that ending. I've actually uh I've actually eaten in that diner that the ending takes place in. It's uh, oh, no about shit. a half an hour away from my house. I've gotten onion rings from there. There's a table that uh you can't sit in because it permanently has a reserved sign on it and it is the table that he sat on. Oh really? So it's it just stays empty the entire it time. It's reserved for Sopranos. Yeah, so That's they keep awesome. that empty all the time and uh Yeah, I, I I think that it had to end with him dying because what's the alternative? The alternative is that he lives the rest of his life having a look over his shoulder every five minutes. And I think that's it, the point of, of the ending. So those who may not be familiar with the ending, spoiler alert. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was fully invested with all the characters on this show. I didn't start watching until about maybe six months ago uh, for the first time all the way through. And the last episode is just kind of like a music montage where the family is just getting together at this restaurant. And Tony is like looking over his shoulder the entire time at this guy who's at this bar. So it's kind of causing this kind of anxiety feeling. And then as Tony's daughter was running across the street, it just cuts out to black. So one, yeah, what winds up happening is uh, they're, they're playing Don't Stop Believing. Everybody slowly, Tony's the first one there. The family yes. makes their way in. Uh, things happening. <laughs> Tony's daughter shows up. She's trying to parallel park for a long time and keeps fucking yes. it up and having to do it over. And uh, it, he, there was there was a lot of um, debate when this finale first aired on whether he died or whether he didn't or whether it was just sort of, you know, whatever. But um, I can definitively say that he died at this point because uh, the way that the camera – if you study the camera work, um, it shows Tony and he's looking off in a direction. And then the camera next shows what he was looking at and what he sees. Uh-huh. So he's looking over, you know, at the cook and then, you know, cuts to his view of the cook. Then it shows what he's looking at. And then as as his daughter's walking in, uh, he goes up to look at her. And instead of seeing her, he sees black. Uh-huh. Um, so Which, see, that's why I thought, too, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, he's slowly blacking out like he got he got hit because typically when you get shot especially if it's a surprise you instantly black out yeah i i think he i think he looked up when she walked in the diner and he got shot in the back of the head and that was the end of it i think so too i i think so too but i've read a lot online about other people's opinions and theories yeah. and stuff and the thing is and- i i'll tell you what dude i i fucking love the show i think it's probably the best show in television history I can agree, especially from a just a, a purely, you know, writing and and filmmaking standpoint and stuff. You know, even if you don't, even if you don't like the story, but like, yes, out in front of you, the acting, the writing, the script, all of it is 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 perfect. So even if you don't love the show, it is objectively one of, if not the very best show in TV history. Mm-hmm. So when you're so invested in a character, you don't really want to see him die at the end. So what you're kind of getting online is a lot of people saying like, no, he's just, he's not dead. You know, like there's just these like, maybe, you know, something else happened. No, man. Sure. He, he got shot in the back of the head. You know, the show's over. I felt the same way with Breaking Bad as yes, well. Like, yes. like But I, I came to terms though with uh, Walter White dying. I, I came to terms with that too because I think like especially the song they played, Baby Blue, and mm-hmm. it's about being in love and – he had realized that, you know, he did love his family. He did everything he did for his son, Walter White, that is. But he never really felt alive until he was in the business. And yes. and so he realized, you know, like, damn, 
this is my this is the end but i found my thing and i love mm-hmm. it you know and and then he died so i, I it, it was hard to accept because i loved him as a character but it's easier to accept because he died knowing that well i've found my purpose and mm-hmm. you know being a, a meth maker might not be definitive uh of a wonderful purpose in life but he found it he found something he was passionate for and something he was good at and something that made him feel alive most importantly you know instead of just working at a car wash and being a teacher to a bunch of shitty ass kids you know here's one for you that's a little controversial oh i was gonna add this to my list but i decided not to consider me gone is the name of the episode this is season four episode 24 original air date was march 24th 1990 Mm. Um, so I'm still hot off my birthday playing with my new toys and stuff, but, uh, this was, uh, <laughs> you were one year old. <laughs> I was one years old, baby. Yeah. I guess I was one years old. Uh, I wasn't aware of shit at the time, except for actual shit, shitting myself. Um, so this is kind of interesting. This is a weird, uh, bit here. There's a bit of fact and there's a bit of fiction and there's a bit of lore behind the episode here. Mm-hmm. And this episode essentially ends with a giant cliffhanger where, where Alpha is captured um, by a government agency. And it just ends there. And, I hate that. And, and this is well, one of those instances where I was confused if the writers knew they were coming to an end or if it was a complete surprise. Well, you would think it was a complete surprise because it ends needing so resolution. It, it, it ends so abruptly needing resolution desperately. Yes. Uh, of course, it would be resolved later in the 1996 made-for-TV movie Project Alf, uh, the premiere on ABC. Which but, is probably the best thing he's ever done. Yes, right. <laughs> a lot of people don't consider that movie canonical uh-huh. um, because it just doesn't feel like Alf as we know it. So they don't consider it to be the ending, and they none of the families in it. And right, so they a lot of people, a lot of hard Alf fans consider the ending to just be he got captured by a government agency. The and that end. was it. Yeah. And so the truth is, or the truth is I've heard it. This is all like uh kind of kind of rumors. Some people have confirmed it, but you never know with this shit. A lot of bad blood, especially on the set of Alf. People hated working on that show. There were holes yes. in the floors for puppeteers to be in that people would fall into constantly and smash up their Long shins. Hours. And apparently the set was really, really hot. There was like the yes. light bulbs are really hot. It was like ninety degrees in there all the time. The dad was smoking crack in the back room. Like, like for real. He got busted. <laughs> he was. But, and sucking dick. And uh, sucking homeless dude's dicks. Look it up, folks. <laughs> Forever Bogus Podcast. Um, so, the story behind this is actually that it wasn't intentionally... It wasn't that they knew the show was ending or that they didn't know the show that was ending. It was sort of in between. They found out that ABC was not going to be renewing them for a new season. So, they wrote it as an intentional... Just like obtrusive fucking cliffhanger, where it's like they have Damn. to. They have th- their idea was it was they were trying to manipulate the studio by saying they're going to have to give us a new season after this. They won't yes. let the show end this way. And then Which ABC is smart. A- it is smart, except not smart enough because ABC called the bluff and said, "No, the show's still over." Damn, you know? so, so they had to move forward. So it ended in 1990, and it, we wouldn't see. And any ending related to Alf, any resolution for six years until the made-for-TV movie, which um, I have revisited and I like more than I thought I did. But, you know, people are kind of in between about it. They don't know whether to consider it, consider it uh, canonical or part of the story. Um, I do just because it's 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 pretty sad to think that Alf just got captured and that's the end of the show. <laughs> yes. uh, but, yeah, I, I get why people don't like it. It, it. The tone is way off. It, it doesn't. It's not like an Alf show at all. 
I am actually interested if uh, they're going to cover this on Willie's Garage, which is those dudes from um, Found Footage Fest. They do like, I think it's like a weekly thing where they watch one episode of ALF and then they break it down and they do crash all this stuff. So I'm curious what their thoughts are once we get there. Yeah, uh, their their whole point of the show is they're trying to get uh, him on. They're trying to get Alf on the show. I hope they do. And I hope they do. And and it's it seems like what else is is Paul Fusco still alive? I don't think he is. Oh shit! Dead. Well, then that that's going to make it more complicated. But yes. um, a more definitive ending is home movies. You remember the? Mm. Remember the I think we've mentioned this on the podcast in the past. We have. We have I yeah. actually find this to be. Uh, Really, this one stings a little bit, but it's 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 a, again a happy sad. Most of these endings that are sad are happy sad, and mm-hmm. this one to me particularly because I I I I relate to to him a lot in this show. You know, being a I kid making movies. That's what I did when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, if you're not familiar with the show, um, it is a great little squiggle vision cartoon. Um, Early voice work for for Bob's Burgers uh, <laughs> alumni John Benjamin John Benjamin H John Benjamin uh, yeah we get to see we get to hear him as Coach McGurk long before he would ever become Archer or or Bob from Bob's Burgers and just the writing is fantastic it's done by the guy who created Metalocalypse um, Brendan Small, Smalls which yeah, is about which pretty is much actually, his childhood yeah it's about his childhood and uh, if you grew up as a creative weirdo like we did and like he did the show kind of means a lot to you and can mean a lot to you because you know the whole series he's making movies with his friends in his basement and and that's what it's all about and they throughout the course of the show they parody movies and they riff on movies that we that we know and it's just really nice and don't put marbles in your yeah don't, don't put, put marbles yeah. in there don't put marbles, marbles in, in your, your mouth don't, <laughs> don't put them in there don't put them in there <laughs> At the, the, the final episode brendan finally starts to figure out like I don't think we're very good at this. He comes to the realization that he's not going to go anywhere with his, his filmmaking. Film yeah, he's not he realizes really that good with it. He's not good at it, and uh, so he's feeling kind of morose about it. And he doesn't he doesn't quit filmmaking, but he's feeling like sad and like I don't know if I'm interested in this anymore. I'm kind of bad at it. And then uh, as he's driving home, uh, Coach McGurk and his his mother are it looks like they're starting to get together uh, romantically. <laughs> Um, he's filming some footage at the window as they drive and they hit a pothole and he drops his camera out the window and it breaks Mm -hmm. and it's gone forever. And that's, and that like, all right, I was having doubts. I wasn't sure if I was quitting, but my fucking camera just broke. So I'm no longer making films. I have to grow up. Yep. And that was it. Wow. I I love that ending. Honestly, it's, it's very sad. Uh, but I felt the same way. There was a point in my life where I'm like, I'm not going anywhere with this passion of mine. I need to move on. Uh, thankfully, I can still at this age come back and get better at my craft. It is tough, man. I, I've got I've got hours of movies that I made as a kid that were like, mm-hmm. well, I don't have any actors, so I'm going to use action figures, <laughs> and I put a lot of time and effort into it. And then you go back, you watch it, and you go, this is embarrassing. This is terrible. I had actors in mind, unfortunately. My grandma always threatens to put on one of my movies at Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I haven't said it out loud, but I will kill myself if that happens. Whew. You know, can I get your grandma's number? No, I just want to yeah, chat yeah. with her. I just want to chat with her for, for a uh, minute. I have a few that I don't have. I, I know are very sad and, and bring a lot of emotions up, but I don't have a lot about it. So I want to talk to you about it. I think that you might have a little more of affinity for it or at least want to expand on it. But are you um, still talking about your you toy movies? Yes. 
Uh, it's a trilogy, and I will not be disrespected about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm was, sorry. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, do you remember the ending of Fresh Prince? I do. It was very sad. Yes. Uh, it's called I, comma, Done. Mm-hmm. Part, and this is part two. It's a two-parter, and this premiered on May 20th, 1996. Um, essentially, everyone just moves on in the end. You know, uh, they go. The, the, his cousins go on to different colleges. Uh, his uncle and his aunt move out of California, and he decides to stay in California and finish his finish his college um, by himself. The how you know there's that very famous GIF of uh, or GIF depending on how funky you are <laughs> <laughs> or how hungry you are. How hungry you are? Yeah, that's the peanut butter. Yeah. By the way, I don't want to say anything super edgy on the ending, the series finale, because I, I thank you for being here for a year, guys. But it's GIF. Uh, it stands for it graphic. It stands for graphic interchange format. It's been around since the '80s, and people will say, "But the guy who created it says it's GIF." Yeah, he was a graphic artist, not a linguist. It's <laughs> it's GIF. Um, okay, so graphics change in a form. It's a hard G. Uh, what was I saying? Fresh Prince. Oh, it yes, ended. Yes, yes. The ending. But it was in an empty living room. It was in that empty living room. Terribly he sad. That, he gets that moment. I mean, there was a really great acting sequence. A couple, a couple times in the show, uh, Will Smith really gets to shine and 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 get us to see. Wow, this guy is an actual actor. He's just not like a goofy rapper, friendly family mm-hmm. rapper. He is especially he's like with this relationship actor. between him and Uncle Phil. That the chemistry, dude. When he meets his, he finally meets his father. Um, yes. and his father turns out to, to be lousy and he has that moment where he said, you know, why don't, why didn't you want me? And, uh-huh. um, he has a moment with, with the gun when, when Carlton brought oh, a gun yes. and he's in that hospital bed. There's a lot of moments where he really gets to act. And I feel like this is one of them too. He gets to be really sad. He's in that empty living room and he's saying goodbye to uncle Phil and, and man, how, th- this one, this one choked me up. I went back and I watched and I found myself kind of teary. I was like, what's going on here? I have emotions. Wow. Yes. This is strange. Yeah, no, Uncle Phil says, you know, you're, you're a son to me. They, mm-hmm. they, and then, and that's it. It's, it's a beautiful, bittersweet ending. You're kind of making me tear up right now. It thinking makes me about tear it. up, man. Yeah. Uh, and, and let's, let's, let's follow that up with another tearjerker, man. Oh, and damn, they, they, I don't know if I can do this. This is a show that I have no affinity for, for real. I mean, I, 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 I love it in nostalgia, but I did not watch it as a kid, but I did go back and watch the finale and I found it to be terribly sad, which was the ending to Boy Meets World. Oh, damn yeah. it. <laughs> I know Damn you. It. Yeah, I know. I know you had an affinity for the show, so this probably hurt even more for you. I really do because I went back and rewatched it not that long ago, from the first episode to the season finale. Yeah, and I have my thoughts on it. I have a, have this theory that I think the show is just through the eyes of Corey, which makes the the finale even sadder. Right. So basically, you're saying what we see is basically. Corey's version of what's happening. His you know, experience. His yes, experience. His, his so perception. We, there is what happens and then there's the reality of it. Sometimes the reality is closer to how we perceive it. Other times it's, you know, it's it's changed a little bit in our heads. I can see that. That makes a lot of sense. But this ending, uh, Brave New World Part 2, another two-parter. Same with uh, Fresh Prince finale. Um, May 5th, year 2000. Hard to think the show went on that long, you know. Again, yeah. this was this – was, we're, we're changing decades here. And not only that, these kids – turn into adults in front of our eyes in this show. <laughs> yeah, they're not kids anymore. You know they're adults I mean? now. And that's, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is in the, by May 5th, year 2000, we're looking at adults at the end of the show and they're little ass kids in the beginning. And um, they go in, right? Mr. Feeney, uh, what's, what are the odds that uh, they get the same teacher their whole lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but they do. And it's Mr. Feeney and they go in for one last 
lecture as they say goodbye and head their different ways. And and they're 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 just begging for Mr. Feeney to say I love you. And Ugh. and he and he won't do it because he is a very professional teacher and he, he respects the honor code and he won't do it. And they're like, Come on, just just tell us. Yeah. And then and he gives them their own advice, but he won't say it, and they, they part ways, they leave the class. Last shot, he says, And guys, I love you. Class dismissed. Yeah. Oh, oh damn it. Tear jerk. Fuck oh. you. That, that, that'll make you cry, especially if you have any affinity to the show at all. It's so sad. That's, that's yeah. it, man. That's our finale. That's our finale. I, I, I can express how excited I have been getting this podcast started uh, back up when uh, the pandemic hit. I'm trying to do like a Fresh Prince sad tearjerker here, and I don't think I can. <laughs> I don't think I could pull it off right yeah, now. Cool. But I just want to say thank you, Jamie, for spending this whole year with yeah. me. This whole season, I feel like we become really good friends uh, through through yeah, this dude. medium, through making the podcast, and uh, it's strengthened our friendship. And I've learned a lot about you. And I hate to see the podcast come to an end. Yeah, I, uh, right back at you, man. This has been an awesome thing for me. I, I given me a platform and a medium. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate your friendship. And it's been really cool uh, to get to know you. And I want to especially also uh, thank our listeners, man. We, uh, you know, having any any positive feedback, any support, that has been really cool over the last year. It really has been. So a little behind the scenes of our, uh, our, our finale here. We told you behind the scenes a little bit on some finales just now. This is actually the second time we recorded this. <laughs> I was hoping you would not bring this up. It's a little uh, bit late. Uh, but you know what? This is actually good because the first time we recorded this, this was not the topic. We we were comparing the movies of this year and last year to the movies of 2001 and 2000, yes. the 20-year gap. And I actually thought that was kind of a fascinating topic and it was fun, but it was not meant to be. This was the ending that was meant to be. So <laughs> I actually um, want to su- – I have my yearbook here. Oh, really? At the end of the year. Yeah, I was hoping you could sign it. Yes. And I will sign yours okay. as well. Let me get a – do you have a uh, pen? I have a, only have a permanent marker. Is that all right? Can you get a pen? I can find a pen. Let me go see. Let me Where's go with my pen? mom's Hold purse. I think she has, a, she, I think she has a pen in there. No, you know what? I got a Sharpie right here. here oh, perfect. Go. Perfect. Okay. All right. This is your uh, <laughs> This is your yearbook, huh? Okay. Don't make fun you of me. You didn't get many people to sign it. You're the first one, man. Are, okay, but not the last one, right? You're gonna get some other people to sign it, right? Okay. Yes, yeah, 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 Let's yeah. Let's yeah. see. Two. B boy. You could edit in some sad music here. Let's do it. Two B boy. What's up? Ha. Huh. Nothing much. Anyway, it's been a pleasure to do the show with you, my friend. Thanks for having me. You're a really swell guy. Keep on keeping on. It's been a strange, long journey. Was that a strange, long journey? No. Let me cross it up. What a strange, long trip it's been. Don't stop believing, my friend. And then I'm going to write my AOL Instant Messenger. So yes, please. And then and then um, you can put your dad's phone number on there. Because I know you're going to hang out with I your don't dad. Re- I, can't remember, I can't remember it on oh, okay, hand, that's so all right. I'm not going to write right. it. But I'll give you his email address okay, here. Okay, perfect. And um, I'm actually going to draw a penis here. Oh, dude. Shooting fire. Oh, shooting fire. Oh, okay, okay. We're good then. We're good.
Thanks. Here you go, man. Thank you. Can I can I borrow your your marker? Sure. Here you go. Okay. Thank you. All right. Um, how how do you spell your name again? I'm sorry. Uh, it's yeah. It's with a. It's uh, just right. Just write cool man twenty one, and I'll know what you're. Okay, I'll know what all you right, mean. all right. Uh, yeah. With a K or a C? Uh, yeah, good idea with the K. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but cool. that's it's lashes. Man. Yeah. Twenty three. Okay. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Okay. Number. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. Nice, good touch. Dog. I'm gonna put dog with an A. It A W has been. Way too, <laughs> way too uh, sweet. Sweet. Well, don't let me write it for uh, you. No, but I do like the way I, that I sounds. I like it too because it reminds me of like okay. you know NWO. Way too, way too sweet to hang. Yeah. Keep cool always. B boy. That's yeah, you like that? That's really nice of you. Here, I kind of yeah. took, hey, up, you I took up way too much space on your thing. I, wow, dude. Yeah, this is like 24 I'm font sorry. size. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Holy shit. I'm I, I'm supposed to save some room for girls' phone numbers um, when they say KIT, keep in touch. You can just cross out whatever you want. It's fine. It's it's all right. It's all right, dude. Here, here's your marker back. I like this message. It means a lot to me, and so do you, Bryce. You're a great friend of mine. This podcast has been real. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You guys are awesome as hell, and we're going to be back. We're going to be reinvented. We're going to be doing this a little bit better than we were. Um, we're going to be adding some clips. We're going to maybe make <laughs> episodes longer. We're going to be spacing them out a little bit. Wouldn't it be kind of funny if this episode ended like the Sopranos episode? What's up there, Bogus listeners? I just want to take a moment to show my gratitude for all of our listeners out there that stuck with us throughout this season of the Forever Bogus Podcast. We are dwindling down to the final episodes of this season, and I wanted to give you a little sneak peek of what to expect for the summer during our hiatus. Typically, we take a couple months off during the summer to re-energize our batteries and to come up with even more topics to cover on the next season of the Bogus Cast. But this summer, I want to do something a little different. I have been podcasting for quite some time now, and you can imagine I've gone through so many ideas for podcast episodes and podcast shows in general. Over the last few years, I've actually recorded pilot episodes for the podcast I've been wanting to put out. And I think this is a great opportunity to take the time while we're on hiatus to release these episodes and have you listen to them and give us some of your feedback. And maybe, if you like them and enjoy them enough, we'll make some more episodes for that podcast. So we are declaring this summer the Summer of Pilots. This will all begin the 1st of June. Stay bogus.